0: Bruce Friedman of Adult Site Broker, and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk, where every week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we discuss what's going on in our business. Plus, we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week, we'll be talking to Mark Prince of Too Much. Adult Site Broker is proud to announce Adult Site Broker Cash. The first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage. With Adult Site Broker Cash, you'll have the chance to earn as much as 20% of our broker commission referring sellers and buyers to us at Adult Site Broker. Check our website at adultsitebroker.com for more details. First of all, today, let's cover some of the news going on in our industry. A panel of the U.S. Third Circuit Court of Appeals has given the Free Speech Coalition and the other plaintiffs a victory in a 2257 case recently. Here are the most important facts about the ruling. Section 2257 and 2257A of the U.S. Criminal Code were ruled unconstitutional under both the First Amendment and the Fourth Amendment, but the law was not struck down in its entirety for all producers the FBI can no longer demand access to your records for random inspections without a search warrant. You're now less likely to be charged with a crime under 2257 and even less likely to be successfully prosecuted. Both sides of the lawsuit have 45 days to file a petition for a rehearing so this fight isn't over. And most importantly, you should continue all record-keeping requirements under 2257 as currently written. The overall effect of this ruling, once again, on most adult businesses is that the risk of prosecution for any adult company is now significantly reduced and the risk of a successful prosecution even more so. But you'll have to continue to maintain 2257 records for now. However, you won't be subject to warrantless searches. Pineapple Support will host a free online workshop centered on suicide prevention training to help adult industry professionals better understand the mental health issues that lead to suicide, including how to identify potential signs and the steps that can be taken to prevent suicide. The presentation is designed to help those in the adult industry provide direct support to those struggling as well as showcase resources and tools for suicide prevention and provide tools and strategies for mental health challenges individuals might be facing personally. The sex-positive seminar is scheduled for this Thursday from 10 to 11 a.m. Pacific Time in the U.S., but may go longer and will be led by certified crisis counselor Amanda T.R. Clemens. Clemens said, This webinar will be a user-friendly, sex-informed approach to suicide prevention and crisis support that's meant to be specifically performed by adult film industry people for adult film industry people who may be struggling with suicide or other mental health-related issues. The more honest discussions we can have about mental health and adult, the less stigma those want to come forward and face, and the more who can be saved." British tabloid The Daily Mail has published a report implying a direct connection between new-onset guidelines by the porn industry and the current Ron Jeremy sexual abuse trial in Los Angeles, a connection that is not supported by any facts. The article relies mainly on a single interview with performer and producer Kieran Lee, who spoke to XBiz to clarify he had been misquoted by The Daily Mail journalist Alex Diaz. Lee told x he had requested the removal of quotes misattributed to him regarding Brazzers. The original Daily Mail article was rife with factual mistakes and serious misrepresentations and implications about the adult industry in general, its connection to the criminal proceedings against Jeremy, and the studio Brazzers in particular. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We're proud to offer for sale Porn.co, an amazing adult domain name. This domain can be used for just about any purpose, including a pay site or a tube site. Porn.co, or rather Porn.com, sold for $9.5 million, and the .co extension is rapidly gaining in value. So besides being able to make money on this domain now, you can also count on it appreciating in value. This amazing domain has been reduced in price to only $199,000. Now, time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is Mark Prince, owner of Too Much.net. Mark, thanks for being with us today on Adult Site Broker Talk. Thank you for having me, Bruce. My pleasure. Now, Too Much.net is a company that produces live video chat software and has been doing that for 20 years. That's a a darn long time. They operated LiveCam Network for a long time. That's probably where you know them from best. And their latest project is Miracam, which Mark will tell us about in a little bit here. Um, Mark, what happened to LiveCam Network? A
1: uh, bit of a long story, but I won't bore you too much with that. Uh, it was time. a pretty <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, it's it was a product that ran its course it was uh, originally it started off way back uh, in uh, in the late 90s early 2000s as uh, using a format called jpeg push which was ridiculous by today's standards and it evolved into uh, windows media and that worked well for a long time and then we replaced it with adobe flash and uh, we kind of got too stuck on Adobe Flash. We built around it and around it and around it, and it worked really well until uh, Adobe announced that they would not be supporting Flash anymore. Yeah. And, uh, you know, well, we knew we, we knew before that 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 was going to happen. Uh, Apple was not supporting Flash, and uh, the technology was getting kind of old. So uh, we got to a point where we looked at it and said, this is going to be way too expensive to evolve uh, this product into uh, where it needs to be. So sure. we retired it. Uh, we sunsetted it, as uh, some people say, uh, long, uh, several years ago. Okay. And that was that.
0: So, what is Miracam, and why should someone buy it?
1: Uh, so, Miracam is a new video chat platform. Uh, it lets anyone broadcast uh, themselves over their uh, over their uh, through their own uh, website. Uh, it can be for solo models. It can be used for sites that want to employ models. Uh, it uses the latest technology, which is uh, known as WebRTC for our, our real-time communication. Uh, when models are broadcasting, regardless of where they are or where their customers are in the world, the the, the video is instantaneous. Uh, at worst case scenario, it's about a one second, with one second latency. So it's really, really, really fast. Wow. Uh, it's, uh, it does a lot of things like pay per minute uh, chat, tipping, mm-hmm. uh, subscription-based uh, f- um, chats if, uh, for models that have uh, membership sites, and mm-hmm. it works with their own payment processor or ours. So we have a, an, an agreement with uh, NetBilling, so if they don't have payment processing already, we'll connect it for them through NetBilling. Otherwise, uh, they can use their own payment processor.
0: Okay. All right. How's it going so far?
1: Um, pretty good. It's taken a long time to write, and uh, we finally finished it um, this year. Well, it's been finished maybe since uh, February, but we've been debugging and tweaking and making modifications since then. So now we're finally ready to uh, to give it a, uh, a marketing push that it deserves.
0: Okay. All right. Um, now, some of the girls who worked with you in your studio were there for a really long time. Uh, why do you think they stayed so long with you guys?
1: Um, it was our family. I okay. uh, uh, like family, I guess I should say. Um, we had, uh, when we started our studios, this is a long time ago, but when we started our studios, we uh, had them in uh, lofts. Um, and the lofts were in old Montreal so they were like brick walls on one side and rock walls on the other side and the high beam ceilings and wood floors and all that kind of beautiful loft style stuff and uh, the models really liked it. Uh, We hung out a lot and uh, we didn't treat them, we didn't say get on camera and uh, you know uh, flash yourself. It was more like here's how the business works, here's what we really need. Uh, Do you want to learn more about how the business works? Let's go to trade shows. So we involved all of them and uh, just about all aspects of the business, uh, and we weren't afraid at all to answer, you know, questions about the software or technology or things like that. And their involvement in other parts of the business, uh, even in marketing, um, made uh, really helped people to focus on the the or pay attention, let's say, to the whole business side instead of just what they were doing. And I think that they like that a lot.
0: Oh, sure. Now, you still have studios?
1: Nope. Uh, unfortunately, we sold them uh, off uh, several years ago. And um, now, the, for, for myself anyway, and my programmers, we all work from home. We worked nice. from home since before the COVID uh, virus. But um, yeah, no, now we, uh, I kind of miss it. <laughs> the mm-hmm. we had a big place and lots of people and especially lots of naked girls running around and stuff like that but so. now yeah but i've always been more comfortable behind the, the uh, keyboard anyway mm-hmm. so now i'm at home and uh we're all working virtually and that's that
0: how is that i mean how's that working out um tell me about the differences Besides all the naked girls running around, uh, <laughs> and, or not not running around, but what how's it Man. different, and uh, and uh, what are the pros and cons of uh, work? Everybody working from home as opposed to the studio.
1: Well, I think our timing was right um, when we were um, ex- when we were running our studios. Uh, girls, uh, models had heard about you know webcamming and stuff like that and they were completely okay doing adult content but they didn't want to at home maybe because uh the some of the younger girls were living with their parents you know they're like 18 19 20 but hadn't moved so out problem. or yeah you know or they just weren't set up or didn't have fast computers or fast internet or anything like that sure. so uh, they wanted to work from uh, the studio the studio itself was great because it let uh, me control the environments the and made sure we made it look as good as possible and sound as good as possible we spent a lot of money on cameras and fast computers and good mics and uh, removing you know anything that can cause echo and noise in the room um, so that uh, made our product look great and um, at on the negative side, um, we had high rent to pay. We had to deal with uh, complaining neighbors. Um, and we had high insurance rates.
0: Complaining neighbors. Uh, when they stopped in. They. Didn't like seeing a bunch of naked women running around. Or?
1: Yeah, well, we had one of our neighbors uh, upstairs from us. We, this is we were in a commercial loft, so but upstairs was residential uh, lofts, and so one of them was a uh, also a cam model, and she had no problem with it. Uh, but one of our other neighbors uh, would complain about the late night noise. So. Um, But we had like all kinds of things going on. So the girls were chatting and we had uh, music and uh, we were just like there until three in the morning sometimes working. Right. So we were we were probably not the quietest neighbor.
0: Probably um, not the best neighbors. You
1: know. <laughs> no. Uh, so versus the difference between working from home now, it's pretty different. I think um, all models prefer to work from home. They they're more comfortable. Uh, they they already have fast computers and and mobile devices and fast internet. And also the culture has changed. There's more. Uh, back then, uh, being a cam model was something that was uh, i don't know not taboo but let's say they didn't want to brag to their friends about uh but now it's i think it's changed a lot now models are are proud to be uh cam models and they're okay telling their friends and family this is what they do because it's 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 Let's be, you know, adult about this. It's sexual fantasy fulfillment. It's completely safe. They're 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 doing what they want to do. The customers are happy, and they're making a lot of money doing it, right? So I think the culture has shifted uh, also.
0: And uh, obviously, since you started 20 years ago, the technology is just, oh, the change <laughs> has been amazing.
1: Yeah. Definitely, the our original original video chat was uh, the pixel size was three hundred and twenty pixels wide by two hundred and forty pixels high. You know, teeny tiny little nothing. But the, back then, that was like, wow, video live video on the internet—that's insane. Yeah. That's yeah. you know, uh, you were one of the yeah. you were
0: one of the pioneers yeah. of that, right?
1: Well. Mm, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't say that. I mean, you may, we were one of the first ones doing it, but not the first one. I think um, uh, iFriends was the first one, and I know Python uh, was uh, doing live video chat uh, before us. Peake and shows. I'm sure there was a Peake few other chose companies. Peak my... Shows, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right.
0: Former client, so I know them. Yeah. Um, so talk about what's changed in those 20 years, Mark. Talk about... Where you were when you first started the business, and and now where the uh, the live cam industry is, because it was really embryonic back then. Now it's just a huge multi-billion-dollar industry.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> the well let's see what's changed as far as technology is, is a lot obviously mm-hmm. um, it's gone from tiny um, video at maybe 10 frames a second to 4k video at 60 frames a second you know some uh, it's it, broadcasting at that uh, resolution and frame rate is hard still uh, because it requires considerable resources but uh, it's there right it exists um, the that would be probably the biggest change in the technology is just the video format itself. Everything else has pretty much stayed the same, uh, except for mobile support, which uh, of course that has uh, evolved a lot in the past five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Um, what else? You what else has changed? You mean not just in technology but in the the business in general?
0: Business sure.
1: Mm, hard to say because like the on my side the business has been pretty much the same. Uh, there's uh, other non-adult sectors are are interested in it. So right now we're doing uh, like, we do a lot of custom programming for video chat um, systems. So besides adults, there's uh, consulting companies that are using our software and there's psychics that are using our software, right? And if you think about psychic, for example, that's really the same thing exactly as, as, as adult. Someone is in front of the camera, uh, telling you, you know, kind of what you want to hear, and then charging you per minute uh, to make you feel better, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's the same. It's exactly the same. Just we take out all the adult keywords and replace them with psychic keywords, and there you go.
0: It reminds me of a date I had with a, a woman who was going to the psychic institute. This is this is a true story. And we first went da- we first sat down for dinner, and I looked at her in the eyes, and I said, "So, tell me about me." Ha. <laughs> huh. Oh, I thought it was funny. I I thought it was funny. God, that could <laughs> have been forty years ago. Um
1: What what did she say?
0: I don't even remember to be honest. Ah. Well, you know what? She did tell me about me and God she was pretty close to right. Hmm. Um so um what what about in the in the live cam industry though? I mean, you've seen it go from from being very small to today being a multi billion dollar industry. Mm,
1: it's hard to answer that question because well firstly yeah the industry has uh has exploded right obviously um but i'm not actually on that side of things so we yeah. do like because uh, uh, most of my clients these days i have a lot of clients but they're small clients they're not uh, the big um um, super clients like MFC and um, and ChatterBait and companies like that. You know, those big companies are doing their own thing, and for sure, they're industry mates. I've got I forgot about them. So, like, yeah, there. Some of those companies are doing hundreds of millions of dollars uh, in sales every, you know, a, a year, if not more. So, the it's impressive uh, what they've accomplished, and it's impressive that uh, of the market that they've captured. Oh yeah. Right. Everybody knows their name. Everyone trusts them. They're rock solid companies and all that good stuff. Uh, And it's very impressive.
0: Absolutely. So this whole COVID-19 thing, I can't have an interview without asking about that. Mm -hmm. Um, How has that affected your your business and your life?
1: Um, Business wise, it's uh, it's terrible to say this, but business has really increased since this uh, since the pandemic happened. Not um, terrible
0: ev- to say that, Mark.
1: Well, <laughs> it sounds. Uh, I guess I uh, feel guilty saying that. I don't know a better way to describe it. The um, everyone is stuck at home. Uh, and everyone either wants entertainment, they, they, they're looking for someone to talk to, or they, they mm-hmm. want to see some adult, live adult stuff, or they are at home and looking to make money because they've mm-hmm. temporarily lost their jobs, Yeah. right? So since this started happening, business is way up. I'm getting emails, I'm getting more phone calls than ever before. Um, everyone wants something custom, so, you know, we're... Uh, uh, charging, you know, we're making our money on the, 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 the custom solutions now. Um, the, uh, personally, it's, I'm extremely lucky that it hasn't affected me that much uh, since I've been working at home for the past few years. And so my team, um, when the lockdowns happen, it's like, okay. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't affect us. No. And I'm, I'm communicating with them every day. So, uh, you know, we, we talk, we're all friends too. So, you know, are you practicing social distancing? Is everyone in your family okay? Do you know anyone who's sick? You know, just, Mm -hmm. we're all checking up on each other, uh, you know, but uh, yeah, no, it hasn't affected uh, me personally. The only thing I really miss is I love going to the movies, like not just watching movies on TV but going to the theaters right yeah, I would yeah. go my Tracy uh, and I we would go at least uh, you know once a month you know if not twice a month to see whatever and so we can't get to do that, and uh, we haven't been to restaurants and any bars or pubs for a long time, so I'm missing that part, yeah but yeah, I think, everything else. I think, uh,
0: they, I think you and a lot of people actually. And yeah, you for know, sure. And like you, Mark, my life hasn't changed a heck of a lot. I work at home and also yeah. like you, business is up. Um, yeah. I think people are probably had time to sit there and go, you know, I think I am gonna sell that website. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think that I think that that's the impact it's <clears> had. Um so what what else are you working on right now? what kind of projects are 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 hot for you?
1: That's it uh, we're just doing the like except except for the, some of the the custom jobs that we're doing which I can't uh-huh. we have NDAs with uh, each client so I can't really talk about that but um, that? no the, <laughs> the uh, that's about it the we're I have like uh, some different um, co- um, contracts. Uh, sorry, different clients that um, we have contracts with that we're working for. Sorry for my squeaky chair. There, I guess it's ruining your podcast. Uh, that's about it. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, so, what is the coolest thing you've got in your home office? You got like a moose, moose on the wall or something? I mean, what's what's in your home office that's really cool?
1: Hmm um well okay so i bought a dell 49 inch ultra wide monitor Whoa. that i bought that's bought this last year and i think is when people you know see this they freak out because it looks like amazing i'm looking right at it and i still love this thing i have uh a 1980s era trs80 model one and a trs80 model four and they both still work um one of them is connected to the internet uh, and let that settle in for a few minutes. A 1980s computer is actually online. You know, uh, probably not cool to everyone listening, but uh, that's what I think is cool. Ah, uh, you know, to a,
0: to, a te- to a tech geek, of course it is. Come on. Yeah,
1: I know. I'm, I'm, sure, sure, there's so lame. Tech,
0: I'm sure there's some tech geeks out there listening. They're going, whoa.
1: It, so. it, it's a good thing i'm in a long-term relationship if i if i met any uh pretty girls and said hey i've got a trs80 on my shelf maybe uh-huh.
0: come uh, on hey, over no. and see my trs80 yeah
1: <laughs> i don't think i don't think it would fly
0: that's probably even better than etchings okay etchings? so i never did figure out what yeah come over and see my etchings means you've got etchings. Um, well, no, but that used to be oh. a, a pickup line. Come on over and see my etchings, baby. Oh, okay. Um,
1: I, I I used to say uh, I have a rare barbed wire collection. No, okay, didn't work. I, I'm 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 an accomplished triangle player. Oh, no. oh wow. Yeah, no, didn't work.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, oh. One day I'll learn how to pick up chicks.
0: There you go. There you go, yeah. and the rest was history. Oops, so- sorry.
1: I should say women. PC. Oh, boy, I'm ah,
0: Man, go for it. It's all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm old, too, so it's okay. All uh, oh, so, right, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so what's the best and worst experience you've had over the past year? Mm. Should I go on to the next no. question?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's nothing. (laughs) No, it's been very stable and steady and um, I cannot think of a single thing. I No spike or value or anything there.
0: Okay. So what do you think the best innovation has been in the last year?
1: I was thinking that um, 3D video. It's a bit further than a year from now. Uh, I think it's maybe two years um, it's been around or something like that. I was sure 3D video was was going to take off, um, and it seems to have fizzled. Uh, everyone, like uh, the company Cam4, uh, two years ago, I think, was broadcasting 3D video, and they had a, I, I tried it, yeah. and it worked. It, it was okay. It didn't work very well but it was pretty good just the same and but now uh, i don't hear about that at all anymore which i'm kind of surprised
0: okay hey you hear more about vr i think
1: yeah, so the, because there was um, companies making 3D cameras and you could stream uh, left and right video and watch it with uh, either your phone and Google Cardboard or the Samsung VR, one of those things. So it was true 3D because it was discrete uh, left and right um, video for your left and right eye. And I thought, wow, this is great. And then I'll nothing.
0: To go along with, uh, with VR. I didn't even hear about yeah. that. Okay, so so give me a moment. You've been to a lot of trade shows, like I have. Give me what you're over the years. Tell me one that's either your favorite or was weird or or, or whatever.
1: Besides well, running
0: into besides running into me, of course.
1: Because it's running into you. Well, that's uh, you're limiting my choices there, Bruce. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I would say probably. Uh, My favorite trade show of all time was Internext in uh, Miami.
0: I get that a lot. I get that a lot. That was a great show.
1: It was really good. Uh, it's for those who had never been there, they, they, the the internet would take over this huge hotel. Uh, I don't know how many rooms, but it was a lot. Uh, and I just remember like one night of uh, partying. So it's it's a bit of a blur now, but there was a party at the Mansion Miami, which I loved, and there was a there was a crazy party that someone, a company called uh, Come On Her Face, threw and it was at a what bar a yeah i know and it was uh, so it was at a bar and they were actually doing it live and things like that and that was in it was kind of scary because it was so crowded this place it was uh, ridiculous there was another party that had i don't know what the exact word is but um people would hang from their backs like it was like a hook that would pierce their back and they would be yeah, hanging from this and it was uh, i took pictures it was um it was uh, oh wow i forget the name of the bar so we did that crazy party and then another crazy party and then it was five in the morning and we're walking around uh and uh, there's uh, uh one of the models that we brought was in a hot tub full of guys <laughs> you know at five in the morning and just like okay I'll uh, uh, just like oh there's people drinking at the pool let's go there phew fantastic and 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 chill out so yeah that was internex <laughs> that I was always craziest.
0: enjoyed that show and yeah by the way great. the one thing about that show i recall was my wife you know of course she's from thailand mm-hmm. and uh we're going to that show and going it's too hot here anyway uh. <laughs>
1: Not me. I loved it. It's, it's, uh, the temperature was something like, uh, well, it was, yeah, it was really hot. It was like 80, 90 degrees or something like that uh, during the day, but that was fine. Yeah, it was really
0: humid. So what do you like to do to relax?
1: I play guitar now Uh, I started playing I I started I just picked it up about five years ago uh, four years ago something like that so uh, when I'm not working I'm uh, learning guitar and trying to play my favorite songs uh, or just listening to music or swimming or biking I'm doing a lot of biking now so I feel better I don't get to do it in the winter at all so in the summer is my time to exercise as much as possible so I don't get so fat in the winter anymore (laughs) easy to do
0: there with the snow
1: uh yeah, I know. I just when it's cold here, um, I just don't want to go out. It's I, I hibernate for the winter. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't think it's even it an exaggeration. That like, sounded
0: like stereo there, man. Um uh yeah. so do your neighbors your neighbors are they aware of the business you're in?
1: Uh yeah. Um we moved into this uh it's a new development about five, six years ago. And uh we're friends with easily eight or nine of our neighbors, and they all know. And they're all cool with it. And actually, my next door neighbor's daughter uh, works for MindGeek, ah. and uh, someone down the street also works for. Um, I, th- I f- she told me the name and I forgot it now. It's 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 I think it's a new adult company and I forget the name. But yeah, so we're not the only uh, adult adults here.
0: Canadians are so cool, man. Especially Montrealers. I I I love that city, and uh, I always enjoy coming out there for for uh, you know uh, for a Michelle show. Yeah,
1: uh, I and I think that also helped. Um, like, uh, so the culture here, people don't care if you're doing adult stuff, like uh, you know if you're a dancer or a cam model, and yeah. when I. Before I opened my office, um, I wanted to make sure I wasn't going to get shut down by anything. So I actually sure. went to the police, and and I said, um, no, sorry, I went to a lawyer. Excuse me. And he said, go and talk to the morality squad at the, the police department. Right. And like, uh, so I actually I went there and uh, I made an appointment and I said, OK, this is what I want to do. And I said, first, I want to tell you what I want to do. Can I be arrested just for telling you my idea? And he laughed and said, no. I said, OK, so what I want to do is I want to have uh, an office space where I've got programmers in the front and naked girls in the back and they're (laughs) on camera and we're broadcasting live sex shows over the internet. Is that okay? And he was a little bit quiet for a second and then he called in someone else and he explained it again and they both kind of laughed and they said, no, it's not. uh, Like he he basically said, like if uh, the tenants don't like it, you could have problems. And if the building owner you know the who lease it from has problem uh, has a problem with it then maybe you've got problems there but police-wise no there's no problem
0: <laughs> um, probably they probably said as long as you invite us over occasionally to see the let see the naked <laughs> the girls
1: as, as a matter of fact, uh, yeah, we had a party a few years later, and I, they, I did invite them. My, uh, my invited my lawyer and who knew the people at um, the morality squad. So we had four different cops there, and they were there just in suits. They weren't there to be cops. They just wanted to – they were there to have a drink, right? But yeah, so it was um, – the, the Montreal was cooler than I thought when it came to this. The, the the police were okay with it, the lawyers were okay with it, my landlord was fine with it. You know, I told him the same thing. I said we're this is what we want to do. You know, we're gonna pay the you know, we're gonna pay the rent and all that stuff, but here's what we're doing, is that okay? And he goes, uh, fuck yeah. So okay. <laughs> he said just don't don't upset the neighbors. As
0: long as you invite me over. As yeah. that's funny. Well, I uh, like I said, one of my favorite places and one of the reasons is it's just it's just way cool. Much, much cooler than the prudish United States of America where I'm from.
1: <laughs> yeah. The, are there different states that have different levels of acceptance when it comes to this? Like
0: California has to be the coolest. But yeah, California, California, New York are the coolest. Usually the coolest states are going to be on the coast. And the more you get to the center or the south of the country, the biggest uh, prudes uh, are, uh, you know, residing. And uh, all you got to do is look at the electoral map, and that's usually uh, you can usually see it. The red is you, the red is usually the prudes.
1: Do you think they're real prudes or fake prudes?
0: Fake prudes, absolutely yeah. fake prudes.
1: Fake prudes. Oh, how many?
0: Okay. Oh, how many senators have? Uh, you know, gotten arrested in, uh, in vice stings and things like that, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. come on. I read somewhere. Um, I don't know who did the study, but apparently most of the craziest adult search searches, you know, for the craziest words you can think of come from the red states.
0: Of course. Of course.
1: You know, I would I'm love sure to see that actual data, though. Sure that would be fun. That would be interesting.
0: Great consumers from the red states. Yeah. Well, hey. Mark, I'd really like to thank you for being our guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk, and I I hope we'll get a chance to do this again really soon.
1: Thank you, Bruce, uh, for having me, and good to talk to you. And, yeah, and I hope to see you again, hopefully, at the next uh, Quebec Expo. That was always a fun show, too, and that's usually where I saw you. So uh, maybe, I guess not this summer, but hopefully next summer.
0: I hope so, too, Mark. Take care. Take care. My broker tip today is part two of what to do to make your site more valuable for when you decide to sell it later. Keep your site design up to date. Do a redesign from time to time. People are going to tend to think your site is the same as ever and click out of it without even looking if something doesn't change. So keep it fresh and up to date. Times change, so should your website. Look at what your competitors are doing and see what it is you really like. Emulate success. If you know a site to be particularly successful, look at what it is they're doing and do some of the same things. I'm not saying copy it. I'm just suggesting you improve your site by looking around a bit. You've got to keep up with the times or you're going to end up being left behind. Also, keep an eye on your competition and make sure you're offering everything on your site that they are or more. Don't just look at their design, but make sure your offers are good and you're competitive. The same goes for your content. Do you ever wonder why one site does really well and the others don't? Check out the competition's content. What are they doing that you're not doing? Be willing to make changes. People can't understand why they're losing sales to a competitor, yet the competitor is clearly doing everything better. Emulate success. Make sure everything on your website works well. Make sure all your links work properly. Click them on a regular basis. If things don't work, you'll lose customers. People are not patient these days. People's attention spans are like that of a gnat. They click out immediately and go on to the next result in Google if they don't find what they're looking for. If the site is hard to navigate or if things don't work, check all your internal scripts and plugins and make sure they're all updated regularly as well. We'll talk about this subject more next week. And next week, we'll be talking to Colin Roundtree of Wasteland. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Mark Prince. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman.